Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Danny Brown Talks Phoenix. As always, I am your host, Danny Brown. And today I am joined by Eileen Martinez, and she runs the Instagram page, Look, See, Draw. Welcome to the show, Eileen. Hi, Danny. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So, uh, you know, for our audience, tell us a little bit about yourself and your background and what is Look, See, Draw? Cool. Sounds good. Um, I was born here in North Phoenix and my parents immigrated from Mexico in the late eighties. And then I'm a result of that. Um, grew up in North Phoenix, like I mentioned, and then I went to school out in Scottsdale. And when I, uh, got older, I, uh, went to university in Chattanooga, Tennessee, pretty random. I was out there for five years and then I moved back and I've I've been back since 2016 and have really grown fond of Phoenix. Like I, I didn't really used to love it when I was in high school, but now I've just kind of grown a deep appreciation for it. And I started Look, See, Draw back in, I don't know, two years ago, um, 2019. And uh, it started off as a way for me to just document my travels and drawings and to be more consistent. But now it's kind of turned into a business, which... It's pretty cool and I'm excited to see where it takes me. That's very awesome. That's very awesome. Yeah. So what are the some of the things that um, you didn't appreciate appreciate about Phoenix that you now appreciate after coming back? Uh, well, obviously the heat, I still don't really like appreciate the super extreme temperatures. I mean, as long as you're not outdoors all day, it's pretty manageable. Um, but I think what the problem was like, I started to drive later in life. Um, so I kind of would just stay in the same area. And since I've been back, like obviously like I drive now. So I've discovered a new side of Phoenix and places and just local businesses that make it what it is. Um, and it's just a fun place to, to explore and to be in. And I love it. It's great. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Phoenix has done a good job of making kind of everything, if you want it, in a five-mile bubble. You don't really have to leave that bubble if you don't want to. Very true. Very true. Um, I live pretty close to the 51, and as long as you live close to that, like, it can take you anywhere, you know? Oh, yep. Yep. I so. live. That's a, If you can have a favorite freeway, that is my favorite freeway, and Same. I live very close to that, too. Yeah, I live, like, two minutes away from it, so it's like, boom, 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 just get it. Very everywhere. nice. Very yeah. nice. Well, so tell me about your business then. Tell me about Look, See, Draw. How did it start? And, you know, tell me the evolution of how it became a, a business. Sure. Uh, like I mentioned, I started it back in 2019 because I wanted to have a place to highlight a lot of local businesses. Part of what I do uh, is to shed light on them and to kind of encourage people to shop locally more. Um so I started going to restaurants or places here in the Valley businesses. And um, I used to draw everything on location. So I would go to these places and sit, but then when the pandemic hit, that became a little bit harder. So I started to do more places outdoors, but that also has its challenges. One being the heat uh, and then yeah, it was, it was rough. I would stay out there for seven or eight hours. And my part wow. of my thing was I wouldn't leave the location. I don't know why, unless I needed to go to the restroom or something, but I would sit there at each spot and I had the most uncomfortable chair in the world too. It was like this hard wooden chair <laughs> and I'd sit there and 
it was rough. Like I remember I did the, I drew the Westward Ho back in September of last year and I was in the shade partially and this is like late September, but even in September, it's still pretty warm out. And so. Yeah. We kid ourselves the- that September is fall <laughs> and that the temperatures should break, but it's no. really like late October. <laughs> oh yeah. It's, it's still pretty warm out. And I remember I was wearing like a skirt and uh, part of the sun started to like peep through the trees so I have this really gnarly tan on like the left side of my body um but now I I don't I don't make them on location as much my process now looks a little different I will go to places and photograph them um unless it's indoors I can do it indoors that's fine and then I go to my favorite coffee shop and I work from reference pictures from there and um but back to the question I guess what you were asking is how it all became I I was just doing it for more of myself in the beginning, just to document things. And then I went to Copper Star Coffee one day and I remember there was this older man I met and he had just moved back from, I think some part of Africa, I can't remember what country. And he saw one of my drawings and was like, hey, you should really like turn this into a business. I think it would be like a success. And I just kind of brushed him off like, oh, it's okay. And then a year later, I, that's when I started doing it. Um, after like. I guess when the pandemic started, like I had still been selling originals, but I wasn't offering like other things I do now, like prints or um, postcards to make it more accessible for people. And I had to kind of get creative because I kind of lost my job. I was working out of school and, you know, I didn't want to be stuck home all day. And actually, I don't know if you've heard of the Churchill Mm-hmm. Um, one of the people there, her name is Hannah Alley. She's the owner of Gather. She sent me a DM and they were starting up something called Sidewalk Saturdays in November. And she invited me to come and sell with them. And I'd always wanted to do like the little flea market pop-ups. And I, actually before the pandemic, I was like, I had applied to, I think it was like Festivus or something, but I didn't have any like products made. And so obviously like I didn't get in. Um, but yeah, I started doing the pop-ups and it kind of like grew from there. Um, like I got more well-known by people and I started making connections with like other businesses or local artists. So I guess it's really grown a lot since November of last year. And I'm excited to see where it takes me and what happens, you know? So to kind of parse it out a little bit, what, what you're doing uh, is you're going to different locations within greater Phoenix and you're, you're drawing that location, right? Yes. So I have this kind of unnamed project of going around, yeah, Phoenix and drawing like places that are either iconic to Phoenix or, you know, just special to Phoenicians or places that I love myself and uh, I'll sell those works. And then from there, people have started asking me um, about home commissions. So right now I've kind of been swamped with doing home commissions and I kind of want to get back to doing the Phoenix. I I enjoy doing the home commissions, but you know, got to have a little balance of them um, out. So, you know, that's, that's where it's going right now at the moment. So then you're, you're drawing right now on the home commissions, you're, you'll go out and you'll draw someone's actual home so that they'll have a custom print uh, art piece that's a, a drawing of their actual house that they live in. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and like I mentioned, I'll drive out to the home wherever it is first and I'll take a couple pictures and then I'll go to my favorite coffee shop and work from there. And once I'm done, I go back to the house to deliver it. And I always, whenever I make a drawing, I like to uh, go back to the site when I'm done and kind of line it up to have whatever I drew in the background. And then um, I always enjoy seeing like people's reactions. I, you know, I prefer to give it to them in person if, if possible and, and see their reactions. That's very cool. So the drawings that you're doing, are they like, is it uh, charcoal art or is it watercolor? You know, what, what sort of materials are you using to create these? Yeah, um, I'm doing watercolors and sometimes a little mixed media because I'll, I'll add in some gouache paint, which is similar to watercolor. It's kind of like if watercolor and gouache or watercolor, watercolor and acrylic had a baby, it's it's uh, water soluble. So it gives off the the look of acrylic, but it's, you know, you can mess with it with water. But um, I'll do that and marker and then um, once I'm done, I frame it up for the client and then I'll deliver it to them. And what got you started in this? Why did you choose to start painting um, and drawing iconic architecture throughout Phoenix and people's homes? Like what triggered that? Um, I guess it kind of goes back to when I was in school. I studied art therapy and for one of my classes, drawing two, that's kind of when I started to fall in love with drawing. Drawing one was really meticulous and I didn't enjoy it because it's like learning the basic foundations of drawing which can be a little bit boring at times and I mean I guess I personally didn't enjoy it um and then drawing too uh, my one of my professors her name's Elizabeth Pontvik she gave us the task of uh carrying a sketchbook and she encouraged us to like take it everywhere and I took it to the extreme like I would go to the mall I would go to restaurants or wherever I went I would always take it and I still kind of tend to do that um and it's it's just a cool way to document your travels um everything you see because I think a lot of times is we kind of get like trapped in this mundane cycle of like uh you know routine but I don't think there's anything wrong with routine if you kind of spice it up a little bit sure um so I, I like to draw in unconventional places I I've drawn in like friends' cars on road trips. Um, I've drawn at the gym before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, but when I was in school, I would I would go around and just start drawing buildings and locations and places. And then when I moved back, that's kind of when like the switch turned on. I was like, hmm, what if I started doing this, but with, you know, places here where I grew up and discovering new parts of Phoenix that I wasn't familiar with. And through that, I also am able to share with other people and get them, you know, to be more familiar with the city and the history and things that we, you know, we've passed through dozens of times and we don't have any idea of what they are or their background. So what are some of your, uh, your favorite things that you have painted? And, and when you paint something, do you ever go back and paint it again? I have done that more so when it's like a sketchbook thing uh i have done film bar twice i drew it once and then i sold it to kelly the owner and then this is kind of before i was making prints out of it and i had someone reach out and they were asking if i could make it again possibly so i did film bar twice and what was the second part of your question 
Uh, do you have any uh, favorite buildings that you painted or pieces uh, of art that kind of like really stand out that was one of your favorites? Oh, I, I really like the drawing of Crescent Ballroom. I love that place. I miss concerts. I love their burritos with the Mr. Bean sticker on them. <laughs> I think that's so great. Um, I really liked making that one and it actually kind of lined up perfectly because it was going to be their birthday. So I made it a couple of days before I even realized that was the case. And it was uh, sometime last year in the summer, I got there really early, like six or seven in the morning and they were going to have a burrito sale because this is when they were still shut down because of COVID. So I was like, I'm not going to miss out on their burritos and I'm going <laughs> to make a drawing. I really enjoyed making that one. And uh, probably Grand Ave. It has a lot of fun little details and Grand Ave is just a quirky, cool part of town. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed making that one and probably for experience, not so much the drawing, even though I, I do really like that drawing is the downtown farmer's market. Uh, they commissioned me for their 16th birthday last or actually this past February. And um, that one is fun, was fun to make because I just kind of like interacting with people when I'm drawing. You know, like people are always curious and they stop by and they're like, hey, what are you doing? Or they'll take pictures and it's it's just fun to interact with people. And the farmer's market is, is just a fun way to spend your Saturday. Well, I would imagine if you're on location for like seven hours, you probably meet some interesting people. Yeah, that's for sure. I have I've definitely gotten to meet a lot of interesting characters um, drawing and and it's funny because sometimes I'll I'll be drawing people and uh I'll take a picture of them without them knowing so I can kind of like work from reference because I don't want to like creep them out and stare because I have had people kind of notice that I'm drawing them and I you know don't want to make them uncomfortable so I'll just kind of like sneak a little <laughs> a little paparazzi pic yeah a little stalkerish <laughs> yeah a, a little bit <laughs> yeah. so when you're painting people's homes um do do you just have free like creative reign or do the homeowners kind of guide you on you know, what they're looking for in terms of color scheme uh, and style, you know, how, do, how does that work? I, I pretty much do have creative brain. And uh, the only thing sometimes people will ask me to include certain parts of their home that they really want highlighted, whether that's their pets. You know, I've had, had people uh, tell me to add their pets or I'm working on one here in the Coronado um, area neighborhood and somebody wanted their golf cart to be added to it um but usually like i'm just able to you know work and do whatever but the one thing that i do usually ask if i am going to add a background color in the sky and if it's not blue i'll ask them if they're okay with the color like i added pink to a sky and i just wanted to check you know some people really hate pink i love pink but um, I always kind of double check and see if they're cool with certain colors. If I'm going to like make it be super bold and pop mm -hmm. out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That, that's probably safe bet because if it's going in someone's home, you want it to kind of match their style. Yeah. Or their color preferences. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Do you have any, you know, projects uh, that you're, you're have been really passionate about that you want to paint that you just haven't been given the opportunity to paint yet? Um, I don't know about projects. There's definitely like places that I, or people that I would love to work with. I think it'd be fun, really fun to do something for like the Phoenix Suns. That would be super cool for me. 
um, and just different like businesses downtown. Um, but the Phoenix Suns would be like the top of my list. I love the Suns and I'm so excited that they're in the playoffs this year. I know, and, I know. It's really exciting. It's the first time in like a decade. I know. My friend actually, uh, he got us tickets to go when they were playing against the Lakers not too long ago. So that was exciting for me to go to a playoff game. Yeah, I bet the the energy had to have been just crazy. Yeah, it was super wild in there. Like I yeah. really enjoyed it. Just like so how do you how do you then, you know, if you're wanting to network and work with certain individuals and, and do something with something like Suns, how do you get your name out there? How do you um how do you set this stuff up so that you're not just some goofy person sitting outside <laughs> of a place painting a picture? Well, that's what I'm still trying to figure out for the larger ones, but for the smaller businesses, I mean, a lot of times, like people will say yes, if you just ask, you know, if you just talk to people, like, cause I think what I started to do in the beginning is I would, I'm kind of shy at times. So I would just like, I didn't really want to talk to them. I would just take the picture, post it on Instagram and tag them and kind of like hope to see, maybe they'd see it. So yeah, they'd see it. They'd like it, maybe repost it, but that would kind of be it and just kind of die there. So one thing I've learned is, and it's also advice that I would give to other local fellow artists, um, just ask, like go to businesses. If you want your work featured there, or if you want to do something like tell them about your project and show them a little bit of your portfolio. And a lot of times they'll say, yes, sure. You know, you also will get no's, but if you don't ask, I mean, what's there to lose, you know? So for the sons, I, I'm not sure who I would have to see who I would need to get in touch with, but you know, it's not impossible, right? No, it's definitely not. Yeah. Not, I mean, I, I think they do a lot of stuff with local businesses for sure. So, yeah, um, for sure. you know, if you keep at it, I'm sure you can, can break through. Yeah, actually I, I did end up even drawing when we went to the game. Um, I did a little like rough sketch for, I think it took me 25 minutes and, um, I got some of like the players in the background and the stadium. So that was fun to me. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Did you post that to your Instagram page? I did. I tagged them, but <laughs> I actually ended up tagging all the players. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No one saw it, but that's okay. <laughs> so, you know, you started this in 2019 and then in 2020, obviously COVID hit. So did you see, you know, a downtick in what you were able to do during 2020? And since COVID's kind of in the rearview mirror, have you seen things really pick back up? I feel like for in this case, it's been the opposite, which is funny to me. Um, like I mentioned, it kind of started with the pop-ups and then I've just kind of grown, gained momentum from there. Um, I started doing the pop-ups in November of 2020. and it's yeah, it's really picked up since, especially since, you know, kind of things are starting to open back up. It's just kind of been snowballing from there. So yeah, on the contrary, it's, it, I feel like COVID kind of helped me start doing this more in a sense, um, which is not the case for everyone. Like I notice, obviously, like um, I'm grateful for that, but yeah, it's, it's been interesting to see it kind of grow and, you know, see where it takes off from there. Yeah, and and what's some of the best advice that you can give to other artists out there that um, you know are are having trouble getting started? Uh, I think it kind of goes back to that question, but before that, um, 
just get started. I think a lot of times like people think inspiration is going to come and hit them on the head. Like, no, you're not, you're going to be sit there and be waiting forever in that case. Um, I think, yeah, you can be inspired by certain things, but it's not like a magic, you know, um, revelation that's going to come. So I think just having an idea and just getting started and keep on recreating whatever it is, if you're not happy with it, keep modifying it. And then back to the other question you had asked me, like how to get yourself out there, just, you know, get in touch with people and make connections and grow from there. Cause I think a lot of times as artists, we have this um, misconception that, you know, you're going to make the art and people are going to come to you. But I think it's like 50, 50, like you have to put yourself out there and, and talk to people and, you know, also do the work. So it's, yeah, it's both those things I would say that have really helped me and I think could help other people as well. Yeah, I think, you know, in this day and age with with social media and the internet, it's very easy to kind of just put something out there and then just sit and wait and not do the relationship building side of things. And mm -hmm. I and I liked what you said about just getting out there and asking. And and I think not enough people do that. Uh, probably out of fear, fear of rejection. Yeah. But at the end of the day, nothing bad's gonna happen to you if somebody says no. Ultimately, you're in the same position that you're in when you ask the question. You know, nothing has really changed. You know, exactly. And the best thing that can come from it is that they say yes. Uh, yeah, there definitely can be a lot of discomfort in putting yourself out there and like asking. I know I was very twitchy in the beginning, like, um, but after a while, like, you kind of get used to it. Like, it, you know, you you build that confidence up and. Yeah, and at the end, you're still in the same position, whether they say yes or no. And a lot of times, like, people will say yes. I mean, mm -hmm. depends what, obviously not all the time. It depends what you're making, depends what they're looking for, whatever. There's a lot of factors that go into it, but just ask, just talk, you know? Now, when you're asking these these business owners to do these types of things, is there any benefit that you offer them for for doing it? Um, well, a lot of times what I do is it, I have done it for a couple of places. Like I'll just go ahead and make a drawing and then I'll ask if I can put it for sale in their shop. And then it gives them exposure on my part, like on my Instagram or whatever. But then I also offer some sort of cut deal for them. If I sell something, they get this, or if I make this, they can get postcards or something out of it. So it's like, it's kind of like a win-win for both of us. You know, they get more business on their part and exposure and you know yeah. how many times have you done that to where the the business owner is the one that just decides they want to buy the, the piece of art that's funny I actually had one that was really exciting for me I sold a piece to Chris Bianco back in November and I I had made this drawing I don't know a couple months before that and he saw it but like it didn't really go anywhere from there. So then I, I was, I, what did I do? I was going to gift him a calendar that had his uh, restaurant in it. And then I, I went over and I asked him if I could put the piece for sale there in his restaurant. And he ended up buying it, which was really exciting for me. Like I'm a 
big Bianca fan. So I was like, Ooh, and I got to meet him too. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's and super cool. I ended up taking one of my prints of Pizzeria Bianca and I was like, hey, can you sign this? <laughs> 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 and he's like, sure, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just sign and everything. <laughs> very nice yeah well if uh if any of our listeners want to purchase your pieces what's the best way for them to do that um right now i i do have my website up i'm still kind of um i'm, I'm guessing by the time hopefully this airs i will have my store i just need to fix the shipping but looksydraw.com or they can dm me on instagram at look uh period c draw so Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And if they want to commission you to do art of their house, obviously my audience is a lot of uh, homeowners and, and real estate people. So if they want to commission you for, for their house, um, is it the same thing? Yeah, they can go on my website and there's a link or a forum on there that they can um, request what they want. And then it'll send me an email and then I can back, get back to them that way. Perfect. Well, we will put your Instagram uh, name and your website in the show notes for sure. So that people can reach out to you. And, uh, you know, Eileen, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me and talk about look, see, draw. It's super interesting stuff. And I can't wait to see uh, where it takes you. Yeah. I'm excited to see that as well. So thank you for having me on the show, Danny. Yeah. And I hope that uh, the Phoenix Suns reach out to you and commission you for something <laughs> cool. Yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> All right, perfect. Well, thank you again, Eileen. Thank you guys for tuning in. This has been another edition of Danny Brown Talks Phoenix and we'll see you next time. Just wanted to say a quick thank you to all of you who tuned in for this episode of Danny Brown Talks Phoenix. I know there are many podcasts out there and I truly appreciate that you chose to listen to mine. If you go ahead and subscribe and leave a review, I'd really appreciate it. Lastly, I wanted to remind you that this episode was brought to you by Myriad Real Estate Group. So if you ever have any questions about real estate or looking to buy or sell in the Phoenix area, please visit myriadaz.com, which will be linked in the description. Thanks again for tuning in to Danny Brown Talks Phoenix.